when it turns on and records, right? This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and welcome to Read an Ebook Week. So it's um, pick an ebook, pick it up, read it, have fun with it. It's also Girl Scout Week. So uh, the Girl Scouts have been around for 110 years, and I don't know if it's the same place where you are, but cookie season is officially done at our house. Thank God, because I can actually see my dining room table again, which is nice. Um, And then it's also Women's History Month. So if you're looking for great books about amazing women, but you're not even sure where to start, I always tell people if they're starting something new and they're not really sure if they want to invest in something that's, you know, a huge, long story, pick a Pick a children's book. So Rebel Girls has an amazing amount of books um, out there. You can also pick other books like The Awesome Book of Girls, The Awesome Book of Women, Extraordinary Women in History. Um, And there's even a book called Scandalous Women of the Old West. So, I mean, there's just tons and tons of stuff out there that you can look up. And that's going to give you a really broad overview of a lot of different women. And then you can say, oh, I want to read more about her. So that's how you can tap into that. And, you know, it's for men and women. Everybody needs to learn a little bit more about history, no matter um, who you are. So give it a shout. And it's also National Caffeine Awareness Month, which is I'm very aware if I have not had caffeine every day. So I am thankful for that caffeine. Um, but we go back to read an ebook in a week, and I have someone here today to tell you about amazing books, and she's got a great list, and she's going to keep you plenty busy on that ebook. Um, her name is Karina Elise, and if you are looking for uh, strong women, amazing action, and steamy scenes, and the men you can't live without, you've come to the right place. Karina has a series of books that's a mix of Grey's Anatomy plus Chicago Fire plus the sexiness of Outlander, and she is an actual MD, so she's got all the scoop behind the the scenes. Um, She is a mom of six and obviously stays super busy, so she's going to talk to us today about her books. Welcome to the show. How are you, Karina? Hi, I'm great today. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I noticed... I was an I was a trauma nurse, so um, mm-hmm. I noticed your triple board certification. So for anybody that doesn't know what a board certification is, you go to undergraduate, you earn that. You go to med school, you earn that. You go to residency and earn that, and then you sit for the boards. Um, so which board certifications did you earn? So I have three board certifications. I have a board certification in pediatrics. And I Uh did a separate one-year-long fellowship, so I have a board certification in sleep medicine. And then there's a new board certification that has a a board exam with it that is obesity medicine. So I am certified in those three. Wow. Wow. So I mean, it's it's just like a never-ending knowledge base, isn't it? I mean, you're just constantly learning something new with studies and new things that are coming in all the time. Yeah, and um, since we're shifting more towards telemedicine, um, I can do a lot. I can do more with adult medicine than I do sometimes with pediatrics. And sleep medicine, you do a lot of sleep apnea, which is also very weight-based, and so obesity medicine was the natural next step to take that board exam as well. Have you found, I mean, I have, my husband's a pediatrician, and we've talked Mm -hmm. a lot about, 
weight and such in children, and, and it's no big secret. There's been like multiple, multiple studies and, and articles and everything about the increasing weight with kids. And I know this is completely off topic from the book. We'll get back That's to okay. that in a second. Um, but it's have you seen um, something that works better than other things to help? Because it's already stressful being a kid in general with, you know, uh, growing, your brain's growing, your body's growing, everything you're trying to figure out. Um, is there, have you seen anything that's of that getting really good positive results um, for weight management? So other than medications individually, which mm-hmm. some of them are really excellent, um, one of the things I talk to our parents about is why I have like a three-step recommended thing that I do for everyone and mm-hmm. it's exactly what they do for bariatric surgery patients. And there's a lot of success with it, and it doesn't involve changing everything about your life. Okay. So I tell people to get rid of all of their drinkable calories that is not water or some version of vitamin D-containing drink, whether or not it be soy milk or cow's milk. I don't care which sure. one it is. Just We only want the vitamin D. But otherwise, like a lot of the almond milk and the other milks have really high calories. So you don't really need to do that. The second thing I tell them is to recognize that the body does not understand eating fat plus carbs, and that's where people tend to continue to eat and why you can go to Olive Garden and you can eat six pieces of garlic bread (laughs) and still eat a whole thing of noodles and then have some chips to go with it, and you never feel full. So right. evolutionarily speaking, that used to be a um, that used to be like a reward thing. Where now it's everywhere. So right. humans just don't understand that when they they're really good at understanding when they've eaten fat. They're really good at understanding when they've eaten protein. But eat fat and carb together, your body has mm-hmm. no clue. That's how come you would never eat a steak the size of your head. But Oreos, right. which are fat plus carb, you can eat the entire thing. You feel weird, but you're still hungry. You can eat the right. whole container. And so, and that being said, then the third thing I tell people to do is to, when they sit down for a meal, drink their water first and then eat their protein before they eat a measured amount of their fat plus carb. Oh, wow. So that means okay. if you're having, and then also I said take your, um, Take your eat your fruit or vegetable. Stop worrying so much about whether or not your kid ever eats a vegetable. If your kid wants to eat three apples instead of a pile of green beans, who cares? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you eat your protein and your fruit vegetable first, and then you have a measured serving of your fat plus carbs. So if you're having macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese, you're, sorry, grilled chicken, you're going to eat your grilled chicken first, and then you're going to have a scoop of macaroni and cheese. Right. And then if you're still hungry, you go back again, drink your water, eat your piece of fruit, have another piece of grilled chicken, and then go back to the macaroni and cheese. Right, and see if you so, even want it at that point. Yeah, yeah. and so you don't yeah. have to do anything differently. You just restructure the things you do because mm-hmm. most people don't realize that the fat plus carb is the real problem. So, And that's how come yeah, keto it, is yeah. – yes, yeah, that's how come keto, for example, people are really into keto because – Imagine eating a stick of butter like a candy bar. That sounds mm-hmm. horrifying, but that's kind of what you do in keto. So you can right. take that same stick of butter, put it on three slices of bread, and it tastes amazing. And you still <laughs> ate the whole stupid stick of butter. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
So, well, so I, I mean, and those are very reasonable. Sticking it up all the time. <laughs> those are very reasonable changes, and I, I think a lot of times, and, and I've seen it too. Um, it's it's like I'm going to have to change everything about what I'm doing, and and just that idea I think is so overwhelming for so many. And I think too, like you're mentioning, um, people drink a lot of calories, and I don't think they really realize it. And there's a lot of calories in juice, and um, obviously soda. Um, yeah. But it's just it, and people, well, it's just it's it's just you're just drinking it. It's like, but it still counts. Um, yeah. So it, and it can yeah. be something very small. Um, you know, if you take juice out of a kid's diet, that might be 10 pounds a year that they don't gain. Um, and, exactly. and a lot of times you're trying to get kids just to maintain so they can kind of grow in, you know, grow taller and stretch versus um, lose a lot of weight. You know, we're trying to change. So thank you for doing that. I know a lot of, a lot of families probably very much appreciate it. Um, when yeah, they see no the problem. results, they're probably not as excited about it, you know, it, when you tell them they have to throw all the juice time, away. Yeah, and- <laughs> and in the and in the beginning, and in the beginning, I say that you know our first goal is to slow how quickly you gain weight, and then it's based on yes. your puberty stage whether or not the goal is to lose weight. Um, so I'll start having this conversation sometimes in four and five year olds, sometimes sooner mm-hmm. because it really depends. And so many people have been that the pandemic made so many people stay inside that they. Um, that you have nothing to do but eat. And what's easy to eat? Yeah. Snacks. And what are snacks? Fat plus carbs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. school provided a lot of structure. Afternoon activities provide a lot of structure that you didn't get to eat whenever you wanted. And that's right. what we're seeing now. So um, people, but, you know, they, they say that greater than 40% of the population gained weight more than they were gaining before. Right. So. It's a lot. But see, then you bring your medical knowledge. But, uh. Right, no. But then you bring that medical knowledge to your – and so tell me with your you've, – you've got this very, like, busy life. Um, and, it, and it's not like that, oh, just asking you because you're the mom, how do you balance? But um, it's, it's more of, you know, you had all these things that you were doing. And then where in that did you say, you know what, I think I want to write these books. What was that catalyst? So it's kind of funny is that I've always been a big writer. I was like a 1998 Buffy fanfic writer. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I wrote these. Oh, I was very popular for that niche of people back when I was in high school. Um, but, you know, you don't really make money or do anything with fanfic writing. And I had dabbled in the idea of writing romances, so I actually – Part of the series, People Are Reading, the first scene was written in, like, man, back in, like, 2010 or something when I was a resident. But I think I was watching TV, and there was a medical TV show that I was like, this is so wrong. Everything about this is wrong. This is ridiculous. I can do better than this. And obviously, since there are so many medical TV shows, people love medical TV. People Mm -hmm. And people are not just watching for the medicine. They're like... I want Dr. So-and-so to sleep with Dr. So-and-so, and they're going to have great kids, but, oh, they got written out. So now they're, they're, now they're with somebody else now. Or, like, you know, like, people love that. People love the high-stakes drama, but it's so unrealistic. Right. And, you know, and so you get, like, this, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, you know what, I can do better than this. I can okay. do better than this. So I'm going to. And Good. 
there, and then I started writing, and I released some books without having a clue of what I was doing. Sure. And so then I took them off, and then I said, all right, I'm going to spend six months, and I'm going to just write like crazy. I'm not going to do anything else, just write books. I'm going to ignore – I mean, I'm going to go to work and take care of my family, but sure. for six months <laughs> – I didn't, I didn't really post on. I followed Facebook groups, but I didn't really, I didn't build my website. I didn't, uh, I didn't send newsletters. I didn't do anything that really was involved in social media. I just wrote books so that I had a product that would be ready so that when I started taking those things on, I was like, oh, no, when will I write the next book? Because I figured out that people really want to know when the next book is coming. Yeah. They do. Especially as a starting out romance author, nobody wants to get involved if you're only going to write one book and disappear. Yeah. Especially on a series. If they want to know that, like, are there going to be seven books in this series? When are they going to be out? Am I going to have to wait three years for the next book? Nobody wants to buy from you if that's your plan. So Right. So here we are. Right. And so when you're sitting down and when you were doing that six months, did you plot out – because you've got a few series going on. They're all based around um, Metro General. Um, but yes. you've got some different things happening, so different entities. So you've got a firefighter mm-hmm. romance. You've got a medical romance. And, so, and then you've got some other stuff going on. So was it like, okay, I'm going to set it all right here, and then I'm just going to do this different, um, different stories or different clusters around this? And then how did you kind of plot that all out? So first thing I did, and this sounds strange, is that I sat down and I watched the TV shows and I said, what is it that all of this TV shows, all these TV shows have? Right. What is it that people keep coming back for? And Mm -hmm. one of the things that became the driving storyline is advancement of women, is that the first of all, women are the ones reading the romance novels mostly. Nothing are about you guys, yeah. but the majority of them are women. And you want to be the hero in your story. And that's how come Grey's Anatomy is old enough to vote. Yes. Because if you had to name three doctors on Grey's Anatomy, you'd name three women right away. Right. You wouldn't name anybody else. You'd name three women. You could tell me all about who their boyfriends were and all about the greatest surgery and the greatest action they ever did. And so my premise of the book became, well, women are in medicine, but there's a lot of stuff about women not being paid the amount, not being offered, um, facing um, discrimination, which I actually right. have personally had issues with while I was doing my training. Sure. Um, and then if you look at firefighting, women make up a very minuscule amount of that. But if you're going to mm-hmm. write women into the firehouse like I think like a lot of the TV shows have like three women in the fire station I'm like there ain't no firehouse that has three women for real mm-hmm. like I I visit our firehouses locally and yeah three women on a single shift isn't happening and right. so this became the um this became the arc was that the fire department is going to integrate women into the fire department, like really do it, but mm-hmm. they need the hospital support. 
because the okay. hospital controls the paramedic system. Right. And so there's this forward drive of what will it take to bring forth all of the women, and then that ties the hospital and the fire station together, mm -hmm. and eventually the police station. Um, right. Because I have some police romances coming up, but since the fire and the medical thing was the easiest to write, they came first. Yeah. And and that is, I mean, that's a very valid point of those three entities do kind of commingle, um, especially when you're working in trauma medicine or emergency room. Um, those, you see a lot of the same people over and over again. Um, and it's it's pretty typical. I mean, it wouldn't be unusual for a police officer to be staying overnight in a, in a ER just to kind of as a security. Um, so it wouldn't be unusual for you to meet firefighter when they bring somebody in i mean or paramedics i mean it's just so you you do meet the same people and you do get that professional family kind of going so with your first book um oh and i was wanted to ask you this when you're when you're writing i know that we talked we you mentioned that this is wrong you know like when we've all i mean anybody in the medical field has watched and shows and they're like this is you can't get a results back that fast it's not how that works blah 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 um do you feel the need to stay medically accurate in your books absolutely okay yeah so that is so um book three of i guess it's technically book four so i have this book called burn card mm -hmm. and it it takes place in las vegas sort of and the main male character has been, is a firefighter who has been burned in a fire. Mm -hmm. I interviewed three different plastic surgeons and said, here's how burned I want him to be. Right. Tell me right. how long it would take to heal. Tell me how many days he would spend in the hospital. Tell me how, now that he's fully recovered and I want him to be back at work, how long would his rehab be? When right. someone touches his skin, because it's romance, so somebody's going to make love to him, Right. what does his skin feel like to him? Like, are all the right. nerves grown back? You know, does... So the answer is yes, by the way. The skin grows back like it. they, they transplanted his skin onto him from different parts. Right. And, uh, and you can feel it normally, but if you actually touch the skin, it kind of feels like an orange peel. Okay. And so, but like, but I interviewed a bunch of plastic surgeons. So when I go in to write a situation, I have an idea of what I want to do, but then I talk to one of my doctor friends and say, here's what I want to do. Tell me how right. I'm doing it wrong. And so before I put oh, a scenario sure. in the book, I already mm -hmm. know how long it would take to get that lab, what you would legit do. So that I never do anything that you wouldn't do. Right. Right. And even just something simple as what kind of sutures would you use? Or would you use staples? Or yep. would you, I mean, you would never, you know, you wouldn't dermabond a knee, a laceration. You know, it's just like um, because it's a high tense area. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that most people wouldn't catch. Um, but it's nice to have writers that make sure that is correct. So for those of us who do know, it's not a distraction, you know, um, and it's, it's fun. So tell me with, 
you start your metro and and I and I love this because the metro general you start from like the 1990s and work forward. It's not all like present day right now. I mean, you've got all sorts of of uh, timelines going on here. Well, so yes and no. So the first book I wrote is actually called Smolder and that one is set in the present day. Mm-hmm. And Smolder is like 400 pages long. It was originally it was originally going to be four books, but I was like, man, I'm just going to make it two books that are just really long. And so right. Smolder, I finished writing it, and at the same time, it takes place at the same time as High Risk, which is the doctor version. So Smolder has Aaron, the firefighter, as the main character. It takes place at the exact same time as High Risk, which has Angela, the cardiology doctor. They live their next door neighbor. And so Aaron will go to a fire in August, and Angela will receive those patients from the fire in her book. Okay. okay. So with these, there's no way that I can write and release a 400-page book every month. No. <laughs> and so I was like... I was like, okay, I have, some, I have some ideas of how we got to here because the main, the main pressure is the fire chief is integrating the women and the fire chief falls in love with Aaron. And meanwhile, Angela is working at the hospital as a new, a new cardiology fellow, and she falls in love with this very attractive medical student that she should not be dating. But sure. her next-door neighbors and their stories are going to get closer and closer together, so someday she's going to save the fire chief's life. Okay. Um, but it just won't be today. So then I was like, right. well, what's the prehistory? Where did all of these people come from? I need to fill up. I need, I need some stories to tell that are shorter that I can put out more consistently. And so if I had mentioned the couple in the book Smolder or um, High Risk, I was like, what's your story? There's a battalion mm-hmm. chief who tells the fire chief that, hey, my wife is pregnant. And I'm like, and he's like, my wife is pregnant again. I'm like, how did she get pregnant the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. How is, where did this come from? And then I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell his story. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell the person who's in charge of the paramedic squad. I'm going to tell her story. I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and tell the one female battalion chief. And the female battalion chief was, like, really, 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 like, caustic. She's kind of like... She's, she, her book is called Wildcat because she is the wildcat. That she's, she's that loud, teeny tiny redhead who's just, just a spitfire at everything. And I was like, who is she going to marry? Who would be the guy for her? Right. And who did I pick? I picked an NFL football player. There you go. <laughs> and that the reason it happens in 1995 is because I decided to put him on the Cleveland Browns because my set book is set in Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns get moved. To um, get moved to Baltimore that year. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. They did. Yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't. They didn't technically get moved. They the team moved, the colors and the name stayed. And right. So her boyfriend is getting moved to Baltimore at the same time that she's trying to establish herself as the first female member of the fire department. Okay. So drama and sexiness ensues. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, there's just you, you yeah. got to have that there. Yeah. Have yeah. you had? You know, you you when you're sitting down, you're plotting this all out. Do you mm-hmm. sit down and plot the whole thing? Do you? I mean, because you've got several books coming out this year. So if you 
you sat down in each series ago, okay, I'm going to write all these books and then set the dates. Are, do, are you on deadline, like you have a routine that you set up and you know you're going to write these many pages or in this many words a day, or what is your what is your general mojo with all this? So from the plotting standpoint, um, so first of all, I do not write at all on Saturdays. No writing. No computer, okay. no nothing. And so I sit around and I live in my head about what will be an appropriate storyline for character X. Right. Okay. And so I sit through and I think of that. And then on Sunday, I'll probably write it down. In okay. general, um, between 8 p.m. and 11 o'clock every night that isn't Saturday, after my kids are in bed, I'm probably doing some type of writing. Um, but in this case, some of the, the – um, every time I come up with a group of people, I sort of flag names of characters who would be available for future stories. Okay. So I can come up with, so right now, in the current situation, I think I have probably 20 more books currently plotted, in, not including the ones that are, uh, that are actually for pre-order right now. Right, right. So you have, have unchecked, a, that's out right now, that just came yeah. out on the 1st. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that book. So unchecked is... Is it okay that I spoil sections of it? I hope people still want to read it. Oh, they will still okay? want to read it. You've got, you've got great stories. Yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, High Risk is this book about Angela, and she's a new cardiology fellow that moves to town for her training. And she gets mm -hmm. taken under the wing of three different doctors who are all like a family unit. They're Kayla, Stella, and Elizabeth. Stella is a recovering alcoholic and ENT surgeon. And throughout Angela's book, she's dating three different guys. And she's not sorry. She's like, this is fun. Why can't I date yeah. three guys? They all have amazing different qualities. So she's dating this one. She's dating like the meanest alpha male in orthopedic surgery. He's like this guy that throws stuff at the nurses and his residents. He calls them all Neanderthals with saws. Um, yep. And actually, actually, you saw him in the 1995 Wildcat book as like a sweet, okay. as a sweet college student who was like really innocent. And now you see him all grown up, and he is a jerk, total alpha male. Oh wow! <laughs> but from Stella's perspective, he's like the best friend with benefits she's ever had. Okay. Then she's also dating this ER doctor. His name is Marcus Doyle. And he's been divorced three times, just like Ross on Friends. Okay. Um, and he has six kids. But he's right. really fun, and he's really nice, and he seems very uncomplicated. And so whenever she and her orthopedic surgeon aren't together, she's like, well, I can date Doyle sometimes. It's not a problem. Sure. Nobody ever committed. And then she meets this, like, great, nice, sensitive neurosurgeon. And she starts dating him, trying to figure out, like, all right, are you somebody worth dating or are you somebody worth just playing with? And so in the course of the book, she, uh, 
she ends up in different sets of relationships with all of them, and she is pregnant. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. And so <laughs> she doesn't know who the dad is. And well, first she doesn't. First she thinks it's the. Uh, first she thinks it's the guy she was dating, the neurosurgeon, until she gets her first ultrasound. And okay. then. And then you just, so, and all of this actually occurs during high risk. You just have sections of it told from Angela's perspective. And this is all, this book is told only from Stella's perspective. So you see how she began a relationship with each of them. So I got to write three very different sets of sex scenes. Mm -hmm. And then you get to find out how everyone finds out that she's pregnant and how nobody knows who the dad is. And then... The readers get to the end of the book, and guess what, reader? You get to pick who the dad is. Ooh, how fun! <laughs> yeah. So it literally you get to so because again, like her book is it ends on that that hang is that like haven't you ever watched a TV show or a uh, soap opera where? They decided to make it more dramatic, and they made like the parent you actually, like, the character you absolutely hated somebody's dad, like the dad of the baby. Yes. Think yes. of all the times that's happened. That mm-hmm. you're like everybody hates that guy. You just needed to add more drama, or such and such character was leaving, so we wrote mm-hmm. him off the show, and now we've got to deal with this forever. You know. Right. So stuff like that happens. So I was like, you know, what? let me just let the readers decide. Nice. That, so you get to the end of the book, and it says, who do you want the dad to be? And okay. that, then it says, who do you want Stella to end up with? Two and, different questions, yeah. Oh, and how do you want them to take it? Nice. So, And so by can, which, which um, you've got unchecked, so... By when do people need to put their input in for this? So the um, so your it, you need to let me look at my schedule. Ah, yes, I must know by probably mid September. So okay. So you can vote on who the dad is until September, and you can vote. Right, and, and then you can vote on who the um, on who the who she ends up with and how they take all the news. Uh, probably until mid October. Okay. Okay. And then that book will come out in 2023, or will you have it out? No, no. So after? so in so so what happens is Smolder and High Risk are the big books in the big series, mm-hmm. and each of them. Basically, each of those books takes place from June to December, and then okay. from December through June again is the next set of books. So the firefighter one is Inferno, and okay. there's going there's going to be an encounter between the firefighters and Stella, and Stella is going to tell them who the daddy is, but you won't actually see that play out until. Compromise comes out on November 29th because that's the hospital side in which all of the scenes and who she ends up with will all be taken care of in that book. Okay. 
Wow. So, yeah. So. Gosh, that's it, it's uh, definitely. It, I, I love the fact that you're including um, readers because. I would guess that you've had a lot of feedback from different readers about, well, what about this character and what about this one? Were there characters that you were surprised people wanted to hear their stories? So, um, yes and no. I was more surprised at some of the stories people didn't want to hear, actually. Oh, okay. So, um, so one of the books I wrote actually took place during 9-11. Okay. And because the thing is that anybody who is a doctor or a firefighter or who's a doctor of my age, so guess what, guys, I'm 40, um, 9-11 is kind of like a defining moment where you made a decision related to, like, what your life was going to be like. Yeah. And so I had a friend in medical school who was in New York on 9-11, and he was about 10 years older than me because he said I was a businessman. I walked outside and I saw the end of the world, and I never went back to my office again. I quit yeah. my job, and I'm becoming a doctor. Okay. And so I wrote a book about it, and people were like, I'm sorry, I just can't read it. It's too real. And I was like, oh, okay. wow. I will never write a book like that again. Um, I was surprised that I, get, I, I, have a, I have a huge number of Indian fans mm-hmm. who were absolutely loving that I had Indian doctors in my medical books. Mm-hmm. They, I have a, Kayla, um, one of the best friends, she's, she's Indian. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Raj, who is on the medical student team, is Indian also. And mm-hmm. I received so much feedback about them that I wrote more books starring so um so samples, for example, that comes out in October in sorry, in August is about Raj's sister, Vandy. Okay. And my Indian friends helped me pick out her name. Um and they gave me, we, they came, helped me come up with her history and everything like that. So that was all based on reader feedback. Nice. So, so yeah, I was, I was, I hadn't, I hadn't written with any particular agenda or plan for them in mind. You know, it's like okay, these people will be in, in the future. But if people loved them, I was like, okay, I've got to give you, I've got to give you more of a background. I've got to give you more history. And so. Right. More and of a so then, in the series, yeah, yeah. But I do that well, all so the time you, now. Well, so you you also got um, along with these series, and you've got let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Everything's on pre-order. So if you go mm-hmm. to Amazon or or if you go to uh, Karina's website, so Karina C A R I N A L. You say Alice or Elise? Elise. Alicia, dot com, and the link is in the write-up of the show. She has all of her books there, so and then the links are there for the books as well. But you also have a couple of anthologies that you've been part of, and one is Heroes with Heart, A Heat and Heart, one, and then you've got the second one coming out this year as well, correct? Yes. And so, how did you get involved a... with that? Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. 
So this is a glutton for punishment problem, okay? Um, so remember how I said nobody wanted to read my 9-11 book? Well, part yeah. of the reason I wrote the book is that it was the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, and mm-hmm. we were all so buried in COVID that I was like, I like firefighter romance. How can I not see this? Half, you know, how can I not acknowledge the existence of this event? Right. Um, and so I had talked about it with a couple other authors, and I was like, I think we need to do a 9-11 anthology. Mm-hmm. And not having any clue how to do this, um, I put out, like, a call, and people were like, sure, I could do that. And so in, like, three months, we threw together this, 9-11 anthology that was called Heroes with Heat and Heart. And we raised $1,500 in the three months for, and we did almost no advertising. We did very little advertising. It was all just word of mouth. <laughs> and, and one of the other authors was a was Lolo Page. She's a wildland firefighter. She was a wildland firefighter, and she writes wildland firefighting romances. And so okay. after we did the 9-11 thing, we're like, why don't we do this every year and support a different group of heroes? Okay. And so now I'm on the executive team and I'm the executive editor of Heroes with Heat and Heart Volume 2. This year we're supporting, um, we're supporting Wildland Firefighters. Nice. And, and instead of having six authors, we have 23 authors lined up. Right. I was noticing the list, and it was like, oh, a lot more authors this time. So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including Desiree Holt. <laughs> yes, yes. So. And everybody, um, she did post this on her uh, Facebook page. She's she's having a bit of a rough patch with her health right now, so everybody send mm-hmm. her positive vibes. Um, and if you don't know who Desiree Holt is, she is an amazing writer. She started about um, 15 about 15, 16 years ago, she'd done all this other amazing stuff in her life. And she's like, you know what? I always wanted to write a book. I think I will. And I, she's written, what, over 200 at this point, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're saucy. So, you know, be ready. <laughs> yeah. So she, so she volunteered. And so we have, and we got, we got, you know, 23 people came together and we're donating all of the money that this, um, anthology makes to the grassroots wildland firefighter organization um, because nice. they do a lot of advocacy for wildland firefighters. Lots of people don't know that wildland firefighters are treated like seasonal employees. So they don't yes. really get permanent benefits, insurance, stuff like that, and they're out risking their lives for us. And so this grassroots fire, wildland firefighter organization is amazing and is one of the ones that was recommended to us by um, some of the uh, some of the wildland firefighter groups, and they're even writing the foreword for the book. So that's wonderful. I love it. So it's, it's, it's always support. fun to. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is fun to support yeah. and to give you know give people a nod and let more people know about them for sure. Yeah, for sure. And we're, we're hoping we'll make the USA Today list because that will bring the book up in visibility so that we can see more people who hear about helping out the wildland firefighters. So that's how come the pre-order is at 99 cents. So it's going to only be 99 cents for pre-order. So if you want to help out, go ahead, please. Yeah, buy it right now. And I will put a link in the write-up of the show for it as well. When does it come out? 
Um, it comes out June 28th. All right. So when it's yeah, way too hot to be outside in the middle of the day, you could snuggle up, or you can just mm-hmm. sit by the pool and read it, you know, or by yeah. the sprinkler or whatever water yeah. you decide to be by, um, yeah. or under a tree or what have you, and, you know, read the saucy book. So why not? Because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Um, was there ever a question for you to make your books on the sexier side, or was that was just kind of like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to do that? I mean, was that ever a question? <laughs> In my case, no. Um, okay. Well, so, so um, I always read steamy romance. There, it just was like, I have a bunch of books that you don't expect to see be steamy, but they are in like fantasy world. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no. So it was, it was like steam. It, they were going to be steamy, um, depending on the subject matter. Some of them are less steamy than others, which is one of the reasons why. Um, I have a couple sets of series. Mm-hmm. So, um, because the thing is, is that I noticed that romance readers are kind of sensitive to how much sexiness occurs in the book. Right. right. Um, so, like the, um, like the 9-11 one, I had actually really, like, decreased the steaminess because of the seriousness of the... Um, the seriousness of the situation. Right. So there is sex in it, but it's really like it's way it's way like decreased because okay. you know they're digging up nine of the ground zero, and then you're not going to have a porno level sex scene in there. Right. But right. And and then I have another one coming out called Matched, and that one comes out next month, and that stars. Um, it stars religious Jews, and yeah, I know. Um, it one of Michael the I know because again, this is the thing is that my hospital is and my fire station are supposed to be reflections of what happens in the real world. Mm-hmm. Is that my nurses? There's a ton of Filipino nurses. There's yeah. nurses in my oh, hospital yeah. actually. There's there's techs. There's surgical scrub techs. There's there's all of these things that actually exist in hospitals that don't typically get seen, and so um, and so I make that part of the story, and that's just part of the thing. And so there's also Jews in the hospital. Um, oh yeah, of And <laughs> one of the so Michael, he's the he's the hero of high risk, um, and he has so many mysteries. Um, but you don't hear that about about him in Unchecked because it's not really his story. It's Stella's story. Mm-hmm. But um, but Michael has Raj and Nora on his team, and Nora is an Orthodox Jew, and she is going to meet her perfect match next month. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. But, and, you know, I talked to a lot of Jewish doctors and Orthodox Jewish doctors and um, others who told me all of their worst dating related stories because the way that Orthodox Jews date is not typical um, for what United States people date. Um, okay. And so, so it, it's more of a romantic comedy, but also there's like a big threat of drama throughout it. And okay. so that one, they they have kissing, but they don't have graphic sex. The sex happens off screen. Um, so, so that one and Ember's, the 9-11 one, they got moved into their own series because they're high on drama, less on sex. And so 
if you read it after one of my really sexy books, you'll be like, why the heck did this story appear here? <laughs> and then you won't want to read the next book because you're like, this is what I'm expecting. And so Stella's set of books are all, so Unchecked is the start of a, um, a somewhat kinkier series. Okay. Where there's more, because like Stella gets to have sex with three different guys. And so usually you don't right. see that in a romance. You usually only have the one. Well, she's going to have three. And that was always yep. written into the, but again, that it didn't make sense to fit it in with the, didn't make sense to fit it in the prequels and it didn't make sense to fit it in the drama. And so it became its own series. And then okay. it's going to be, then there's going to be Guarded, which is coming out in September. And that one is going to have a police officer and a pediatrician, except in this one, the pediatrician is the dominant one and the police officer is the submissive one. It mm-hmm. makes sense though. And right. Then in, right. So yeah. So all of the like the really like and all of these though occur in the same in the same universe. So you'll see the different characters have been appearing and now they get their own story. So um, nice. So yeah. So so yeah. So there and then the other ones that do directly with the plot of the main arc um, that would be tempted and sampled, they go back into the main arc. So they they end up as being more of like prequels that are a little bit shorter, but they happen at the same time and fill in all this information you might have not thought about. It's kind of like the, mm-hmm. not quite the B team, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like when you're watching Star Trek and somebody's in engineering helping Jordy, you don't know what that guy's life is like. Now you do. Now we do. So I love it. Yep. So for anybody that's looking for a great list of books and a whole lot more books coming out this year, Karina Elise has got you covered. So check her out at KarinaElise.com. That's C-A-R-I-N-A-A-L-Y-C-E.com. And she's got her medical romance series. She's got a firefighter series. She's got all sorts of sexy and sweet, you know, well, more sexy on the sexy Mostly side sexy, books. Yeah. <laughs> And um, she also has an anthology that's coming out on June 28th. Um, and so thank you so much for being here today. Please come back and talk Thanks to us for again. Me. Yeah, I Absolutely. think the anthology people are going to come by closer to June. I think I have that booked up. And yeah. I think also, I think also I have one booked for like the fall, right when all of the revelations come out for what happened in Unchecked. So you Perfect. can find out like how many people voted. I would love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We should absolutely discuss. Make sure that, you know, she's got the right guy there. So, (laughs) Hey, I didn't pick it out. The readers will pick it out. That's right. My beta beta readers were like, oh, they have to pick. And she told me which guy they had to pick. And I'm like, well, I don't really get to pick which guy. She's like, you have to have a favorite. And I'm like, I have plans for all. I I have plans. I have plans for every guy if he is not the one given the rose at the end. Right, right. They will all so, get their books. So, yeah, everyone, I love it. Everyone will get coupled, yes, eventually. Babies I love forever. it. Babies and weddings forever. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today, and we will talk to you very soon. Okay, no problem. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're looking for Karina, she's also on her website, Facebook, Twitter, and BookBub. I've got links to all of those in the write-up of the show. Her book right now, Unchecked, is out. And then you can get Wildcat for free um, right now. So everybody, just 
you know, it is um, read an ebook week, so grab one of those books or all of those books and keep on reading, everyone. Stay safe. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.